is where the fun begins. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Sif Talk. Today we have on the show Spencer, one of the original founders of the Star Wars Celebration Facebook group and the Virtual Cantina Network on YouTube. How are you doing today, Spencer? I'm doing great, brother. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me on the show tonight. I'm good. I'm good. Now, yeah, I'm glad that you can make it. So just tell us a little bit about the Facebook group, your channel, what it focuses on, and where we could find it at. Absolutely. So the group started, uh, I would say, just before Celebration 2017, which was Orlando. Ooh, okay. Uh, right after Europe. Um, and at the time, they were a small, fledgling Facebook group, you know, hype news. Um they had a, a channel on YouTube called Star Wars 20, which was like mm-hmm. a news station for like star, everything you can want in Star Wars in like 20 minutes or so. So yeah. um, I heard about Celebration because I was watching the YouTube videos of my panels while I should have been working. Uh, you know, yeah. I was watching my cubicle. <laughs> Um, and I was like, I'm going no matter what, you know, I was always known as that Star Wars guy in, in my, in my crew. Uh-huh. I'm going to go because I want to go see, you know, see this thing, this phenomenon, if, if you will. Anyway, I opted to do karaoke one night, um, before celebration. And I put a notice on the board saying, Hey, I'm going over universal to do karaoke. Does anybody want to come with me? Turned into this whole big thing. Oh, yeah, let's go do karaoke. This is great. We don't have a schedule yet. Blah, 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 blah. The admins reached out to me and said, hey, we're looking to do a meet and greet. This would be perfect for us. Could we latch on? Nice. I said, well, I've done the work already, already. So make yeah. me an admin. And, yeah, we'll, we'll go. Because, like I said, I already did the work. So I was not going to yeah. just hand it over from there. So... We named the event uh, at the time. It was called Force Chella mm-hmm. and had an event at Rising Star Karaoke, which is in Universal City Walk. Uh, it was live band karaoke. And it's just really, you know, started rolling and rolling. And the group got bigger after Celebration 2017. I believe we had 5,000 members worldwide. Nice. And you know, we've been rolling and now we're, you know, about 60,000 members, about crazy six years later um yeah we hit fifty thousand members day one of london this past year mm-hmm. uh which yep. is ridiculous and so and since then we've got another ten thousand members mostly in the month after celebration which has been crazy and yeah. the virtual cantina came out of two different things that happened first and foremost we are prepping for celebration anaheim where mm-hmm. i received the cease and desist on name Force Cella from Coachella. Ooh. They interaction wow. Cella. Which wow. is like I'm not putting up a Force Ghost Tupac on my stage. I'm yeah, yeah. Event, but we didn't, you know, we spoke to a lawyer. We didn't want to make waves or anything of that nature. So mm-hmm. we did a vote within the group. And what we decided was is that we were gonna go and call our event's name. Bunti Eve. And with that, we're like, well, we got to start branding because there's a lot of great celebration groups out there. And there's a number of them. But we need an identity. So right after celebration was canceled 2020 Mm -hmm. and COVID was big, 
we started doing our watch alongs, which is basically like we would do our own version of Mystery Science Theater 3000 yeah. and do a Star Wars property and bring, you know, people on Zoom and, you know, have like a community online because, you know, we were all going stir crazy. Yeah. So that's when we came up with the name Virtual Cantina. And mm. since then, it evolved into five to six different podcasts a week on yeah. YouTube, uh, both live on Facebook and on YouTube simulcasts. As well as, you know, we brought on many actors to talk about the properties because people are looking for things to do. You know, we've had Emily Swallow on a number of times. Yeah. Brendan Wayne. Uh, we've had Kevin Thompson from the OT. We've had a number of different, you know, actors come on. And now we kind of had a little bit of a following, which has been great. Um, yeah. Just to keep, you know, the fandom alive. I mean, the core of whatever we do is celebration that's the yep. cream you know that's the, the that's the top you know so what we try to do not only just within the facebook group which is very different from other facebook groups is we're not just a celebration page mm-hmm. we're a star wars page for yeah. star wars fans what we want to do is keep the spirit of celebration alive all the time in between celebrations and during, whether it be meetups of different cons. Uh, yep. I just did Facebook Boston this past weekend, and we had a meetup at a karaoke event that was run by Emily Swallow, and we inducted her into nice. our Yeah, Hall. I saw that. That's so cool. Yeah, so she was the second inductee with Kevin Thompson being our first, because Kevin was our first guest that we had in Chicago uh, mm-hmm. at our event, and we had him back in Anaheim uh, at Boone to Eve as well as a signer and he's been on our show a number of times and we're just trying to, you know, promote positivity and inclusiveness within the fandom, which can be so diverse of it and cutthroat. Yep. At times. yep. Yeah, the fact of the matter is that we're trying to be a positive light. Whereas you can go to any con within the country, not know anybody, but know that there's other members there, meet up with them, make friends and then when you get together, it's like a reunion. You're with your family. Star yep. Wars is such a family. It's it's crazy. We did a family vacation during COVID down to Florida. We're planning our second family vacation in California next year, which we're hoping to do trips every other year, you know, in between celebrations. Celebrations, yeah. Um, so it's really been a labor of love that we've all loved being part of. You know, we're so happy that you've been a member of our group and you put out these great videos and we've actually Thank highlighted you. our videos several times um, on our channel as well, just because it's our love for Star Wars, but it's our love for the community of being who you are meant to be. This yep. group has helped me as much as we've helped other people. And, and that's what, what we try to do. Yes, for sure. So for everyone watching in the description, I'm going to put the link to the virtual cantina network and the Facebook group. Add add yourself to the group. Subscribe. Great stuff for sure. So we're going to talk a lot of celebrations soon. But everyone that comes on the show, I ask them three questions. Are you ready? Let's rock. So the first one is, what is your favorite Star Wars movie? I'm OT. I'm going Empire. Right Nice. The that's my earliest memory as a child is being in the theater. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, of my father dragging me out of the theater because I'm crying 
because in the scene where Chewbacca is welding the Falcon on Hoth, yeah. I thought Chewie was going to burn himself or electrocute himself. <laughs> I started crying that Chewie was going to hurt himself. I remember my father taking me out of the theater because he was embarrassed. So, yeah. but still to that this moment, Empire Strikes Back, not just because of that memory, story-wise, there's not mm-hmm. many, I would have to say, perfect movies. When you yep. think they're going to go left, they go right. Where they have a swerve, and they have like the villains on top, and you have that, you know, great shot at the end of hope for the future. Yep. It doesn't get much better than that. To me, Empire Strikes Back is the movie, and I have to say, with that in mind, I have an affinity for the second movie of every trilogy. Really? Including the sequel trilogy. Oh, so is I'm controversial. The Last, the Last <laughs> Jedi is your favorite movie out of the sequel trilogy? Oh my god, yes. And for really, oh my god, yes. Um, so the way I look at this, I know we're a little diverting, and I hope I hope you indulge me a little bit. No, of course, is, of course. Force Awakens came out in a time where people, unfortunately, from my generation, were still prequel haters. Yep, and the the, the 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 fandom was very much split because of the prequels. Mm-hmm. So, thinking psychology wise, what do you do when you bring a fandom back in? You give them something that they can recognize and latch on. So, you bring mm-hmm. back familiar themes of what we call Star Wars, but it's a new hope. Yeah, it's Force Awakens. So you basically have a diet Force Awakens, a diet New Hope. <laughs> yeah. So you recognize that. The fandom's hyped again. They're excited. What's the logical t- conclusion? Second movie is going to be a diet empire. Yeah. If they announce who Ray's family and lineage was in the second movie, there you have it. You have diet Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they you did was said, no, she's nobody. Mm. Boom. What? That that was like, okay, cool. We're off to the races right now. This is something yeah. new. It's different. Unfortunately, different in some communities doesn't mean better. To me, mm-hmm. as someone who is, you know, involved in the arts, trained in theater and film, I was like, this is great. This is meat. This is substance. It's yeah. not the same regurgitated stuff that we had before. Yep. I'm psyched about it. And I will go to the grave as a Last Jedi flag waver and a Ryan Johnson fan. That's fine. You don't like it. You are entitled to your opinion. I'm not going to sit there and debate it and tell you you can't hate it with all you want. Go ahead. Exactly. But also understand something. George Lucas wrote these movies and the original stories for kids. Yep, he did. We are, you know, adults. Talking about a kid's property right here. We can like and hate anything we want. Just talk about it like you're an adult. Yeah. I will have to say, out of all the movies, my least favorite is Rise of Skywalker. Oh, okay. So, for a multitude of reasons. But yes, I am a Last Jedi flag waver. Got you. So then... For the prequels, do you like Attack of the Clones more than Revenge of the Sith? I love Sith. 
But I'll tell you this, one th- there's one scene that screamed to me why I love the movie so much. Uh-huh. Dexter's Diner. Oh. Now, <laughs> because you saw real life yeah. in the middle of the Star Wars universe. And I was like, okay, it's not just training. It's not just lightsaber battles. If you're yeah. sitting there at a diner having some Jawa juice. Yeah. That's it. And I'm like, this is it. This is where I want to see life outside of the Skywalker saga, life outside of the temple, life outside of the Senate. You're having a drink in a diner. Yep. That was it. That's to me everything there. So anything they've done in any kind of Star Wars capacity in any of the movies outside of the norm of what you see in Star Wars, one of the reasons why I love Andor. And Mm. I love Andor for a number of reasons. But that diner scene told me everything I needed to know about the prequels. I love Sith. I am not going to bash Sith at all. It's not being yeah, fantastic. Yeah. But clones to me, like, and honestly, back in the day, Empire was the movie that was kind of diverse. People were like, "Oh my god, the villains win! How can this be yeah. a good movie?" You know, yeah. that movie there last year. So. I'm the second movie lover. Like it's basically, I just love love that capacity. So that was a long winded answer to my favorite movie <laughs> of everything is Empire Strikes Back. Got you. All right. So the next one then, what's your favorite Star Wars show? You could only pick one, either live action or animated. But what's your number one Star Wars show? Can it be segmented. What do you mean by segmented? So I think the best Star Wars, pure Star Wars show is Rebels. Hands Ooh, okay. Uh-huh. But there's an argument to say that the last four episodes of season seven Clone Wars is the best Star Wars period. Yeah, I'm 100% right there with you. Like, right there. Yeah, I, yep. That was insane. That Those last four episodes could have been a movie in itself. And I would have yep. been like, this is what Star Wars is about. But yep. if I was going to say a full series, Rebels, hands down. But yeah. Clone Wars, Clone, you take Clone Wars by itself against Rebels, Rebels wins. If you take the last four episodes of Clone Wars, season yeah. seven, it matches up against anything ever done by Star Wars, hands down. Like, I cannot speak enough about what Filoni was able to do in those four episodes from the original theme to the original Lucasfilm logo to making it feel like a film to, yep. to the mocap that Laura Mary Kim and Ray Park did. Ray Park, yeah. so yep. I mean, I have an autograph of all four actors, including Ray and Lauren nice. on my wall over here. It's just like, it, it blew my mind. And the stories of that and how it linked up to Order 66 was just like, damn. You know, so yeah, yeah, I, have, I would have to say, but I would have to say Rebels overall. But that's why I meant segment because if you take that segment, gotcha. I think it destroys pretty much everything else. It really does. It's literally Revenge of the Sith, but from a different perspective, animated. And I remember watching it week to week. It just blew me away. It was crazy. You had to wait four weeks for that, but man, did it hit so hard! Oh. So we did good, a watch along of all four together, and yeah. it was like, "Wow, this is like, yeah, this, this is a movie, you know, it's a two-hour episode, you know." 
It's a it's a masterpiece. No, for sure. So the last question: Who is your favorite Star Wars character? So, little funny story. Uh, I actually answered this because I got pulled on stage before the main panel in London uh, for the contest before the show by DJ Elliot, and they answered. They I asked saw it. They, and I won the contest. Yeah, um, you got that shirt, that dope shirt with all the logos. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, is it, It's a Roosevelt shirt, but it has a DJ Elliott label on the back. Kylo Ren. Kylo nice. Ren is my okay. favorite. And I'll tell you this one. It took six episodes for you to get a full arc of the character of Anakin. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if you think about it, it took six films to get a full arc. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw Force Awakens, and I'm like, this is a dark side user who's being pulled to the light, and it's a flawed villain. I'm like, this is an intriguing character right off the mm-hmm. bat. I'm like, wow, he's got some deep stuff he's working on, psychology-wise, yeah. philosophically. This is, like, insane. And I have to say, the best arc, the, boy, the, the arc that was more flushed out than any other character, and his best work in the entire s- series was done in the last Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, and there's an argument for that. I would have to say that the arc of redemption of Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, best character in Star Wars. Now, my all-time childhood favorite, Han Solo, off the bat. No nice. questions asked. But Kylo Ren is my favorite Star Wars character. Nice. I, I like Kylo. I think Kylo probably, to me, for me, was my favorite part of the sequels. And like, I just wish he didn't die, man. Because I would like to see more of him or I would like to see Kylo before The Force Awakens, seeing him training, seeing him turn, getting the mask. Like, that would be sick. If we got that in live action or animated, I would take it. So There's a great um, comic book called The Rise of Kylo Ren, mm -hmm. which talks about actually that and how he was seduced by Snoke and actually how he turned Snoke actually took him to Dagobah and Ooh. brought him into the, the, the cave. And uh-huh. you know how Luke saw himself in Vader in the cave? Yeah. Ben saw his parents. Oh. And destroyed the cave. And that's how Snoke was able to get him to turn. See, I would love to see that in, in animation or live action. It's that would be so dope. Book. Pick it up. It's an incredible... Uh, they have an anthology of all the comics of that. I am, a, like I said, a huge Kylo fan. Um, you know, I have a number of items that, you know, signed by Adam and, you know, helmets or whatever sort. You can see the, my uh, the saber behind me. Kylo mm. Ren's character arc, and even more so with the comic book, was absolutely insane. Nice, nice. All right. So um, I got a couple articles we'll take a look at later, but I want to just talk probably for most of this, just celebration, man. Star Wars celebration. So how many celebrations have you been to? Technically, this is was my third going to. However, I was in Anaheim to run mm-hmm. Boonta Eve. I uh-huh. actually had to fly out after Boonta Eve from Anaheim back to Boston, grab my wife, and fly to Italy because my brother got married in Lake Como, oh, where Anakin and Padme got married. Wow. So you missed. Naboo. I missed Celebration to go to Naboo. That's a very valid reason. Holy. And, that's and crazy. I brought my 
Jedi robe with me. Oh. I couldn't wear it during the ceremony, but afterwards I took pictures of my wife and in the courtyard wearing my Jedi robe. That is so cool. Wow. So I had a valid excuse, but to me, the the biggest thing that I can get out of celebration is, you know, is meeting members and being with my friends. And yeah, I was able 100%. to pull that off at Boonta Eve and also traveling to Disney, you know, a couple of days before. Yeah. I never felt like I really missed celebration. Mm-hmm. But technically, I've only been to three. I went to Orlando 2017, Chicago uh-huh. 2019, and obviously London, and preparations for, to- for Tokyo. Nice. So basically, same thing as me. My first celebration was Orlando. Cause and it's so funny how I found out about it. Cause I was living in Orlando. I was driving on iDrive and I saw banners for it. And I was like, what the hell is celebration? So I looked it up and then I went for the Thursday, Friday only. And I had the time of my life and I'm like, I need to do this again. I need more. So you then got the bug. She, you got the bug. It, oh, real <laughs> quick. And, and it took the two days. Cause at first I was like, Oh, I don't need to go all four days. Two days is enough. Man, that Saturday and Sunday at home, I was like, I wish I was back there. Why didn't I go? Right. So since since then, have not missed. Chicago, all five days. Anaheim, all four days. London, the four days. And then I'm planning for Japan like crazy to be out there for the, for the whole time, too. So, yeah, yeah it's just like, like you said, it's just my, my favorite part of celebration is the people. Meeting the people, meeting new people, hanging out, like – that's where all the fun's at. It's it's not in the panels. It's not here. It's not there. It's just with the people and making those memories and experiences every time, man. It's just so much fun. The best people I've ever met in my life have been in the fandom, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, I'm somebody who has floundered and tried to figure out where his place was in friendships and life in, mm-hmm. in general. And I honestly found myself personally within Star Wars. I feel... Yeah. The best person I can be when I'm with or I'm talking with Star Wars fans. And yeah. it drives me to make the group that much better. Because yeah. I want I want the group to be better for them. And in flux, it helps me become a better person, in my opinion. No, for sure. Yeah. And the group is great. I think I found the group before Anaheim. So I joined before Anaheim. And I literally started my channel because of Celebration to cover Anaheim. And I also wanted to make content explaining to people what Celebration is because there's so many people that have no idea what Celebration is to this day and still haven't been. So I love being able to show them what it is and then help them with their first Celebration. You know something? It's it's the help becoming the helper, really. I, I love when I see members taking initiative and giving trips, tricks to the trade, per se, yep. to help people. And it's not just me and my crew, because it really shows that the community is growing, but also it's the fact that we are inclusive. Like what you like. Love what yeah. you like. I mean, I, I, you know, as somebody who was not a fan of the prequels, mm-hmm. and seeing the love that Ahmed got in Chicago, Ooh. I was like, okay, I'm, I, I need to check myself, first and foremost, and then go back and rewatch the prequels in new light, new eyes, and I have a greater appreciation for what happened now yeah. than I did 
So it's 20 years, but I got there. And it was the Star Wars community that helped me there. Yeah, no, for sure. So out of the three that you fully went to between Orlando, Chicago, and London, which was your favorite? So, unfortunately, I am ruined by Orlando because that 40th anniversary panel <laughs> was the greatest panel known to date, and nothing will ever top that. that yeah, panel, with George. Yeah. With George, with Harrison. I cried. I was in a satellite room, and I cried mm. when Harrison came out. Han Solo, yeah. like I said, before Kylo Ren was my hero. So I was like, oh, my God, I know it's a satellite room, but I'm crying because I'm in the same vicinity as yeah. So yeah. that whole emotional toll was absolutely fantastic. Um, after that year, I became a huge autograph fan. Uh, mm -hmm. I got more involved in the fandom as far as getting to sign and photo ops. Mm -hmm. I spent pretty much 85% of Chicago in the autograph hall. Um, I, went panel, I went to Fan Menace, and halfway through the Fan Menace panel, I was like, I probably could have gotten three more autographs. This is really not what I was expecting. I was expecting. Oh, man. I was disappointed. Yeah. So, but I had an incredible autograph experience in Chicago. London, I went in with a. Um, a plan because a lot of these actors are on the U.S. circuit, so I only went for people who are not on the U.S. circuit. Oh, smart! Because I knew that I could only get them in the states, but also cheap. Yeah, you know, Hayden was just yeah. in Boston this past yeah. weekend, so I was not going to pay London prices or the celebration prices to get Hayden, knowing that I can get him in the states cheaper, like the ten to fifteen percent cheaper. Um, yep. which you know. There's no rhyme or reason that you know I, I like to call it celebration tax. There's always a bump up, hundred percent for so, everything, for everything. So even a beer. I, so the only U.S. people went. I did the Ahsoka duo with Ashley and Rosario oh. because I had to over there. But that that's was a rare US, one. That was the only U.S. based anybody that I got the entire weekend. Um, See, I love a little bit of everything, but I would say that probably my favorite celebration memory has to be that 40th anniversary panel. And that was a, my first real celebration experience. Yeah. So that's always going to have be on the top of my list any particular time. But I can, you know, I can tell you things from every celebration that I've gone to or our events that I thought that, you know, what stood out for me, what made that celebration for me. Yeah, celebration proper that 40th anniversary panel in 2017. If you have a chance, it's on YouTube on the Star Wars page. Oh, I've Watch. seen it. It's yeah, man. Yep, yeah. I'm so because at that time I didn't know about panels and how it works, so I had no idea yeah. that that was a thing. So I didn't get to go to it. But I think my favorite celebration, and it's more of like an overall thing, was Chicago. And for Chicago. The things I like about Chicago is the exclusives because I like collectibles, as you can see. There's just crap course, everywhere. Yes, but Chicago had the best variety because Hasbro had exclusives. They were there. Funko had exclusives. They were there. Lego had stuff. So everybody had a bunch of cool stuff. Like in London, Funko had like two pops. Like, come on. 
So, I, I run Funko, and I'm a huge Funko head, as you can see on you know the side of my screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I honestly, I gave away my ticket. I was kind of like, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not. Weak. I was weak, and and it's been weak ever since. I have to say, Chicago. Because the thing yep. about Chicago was, is they had the Watto, which was I thought was fantastic. They had mm. a new mold of the mall, which was great, and they had yep. the Chrome. And I hate the Chrome. The Chrome was lazy, hundred so, percent. The Chrome and the straight paint is completely lazy. It's like there's so many other characters that deserve a new mold. And then yep. when it's Anaheim, I was like, honestly, none of these. I had friends say, "Well, I'll grab you on the sticker." I'm like, honestly. Any one of these ones I want, I'll get the the shared, and you can yeah. get that Lando Falcon for like ten bucks on Amazon now. Yep, that's that what I paid like for it. Like, exactly, that's what I paid for it too. But I could have gotten it from Celebration for a friend. I'm like, you know, say it's not even worth it. You nah, know, uh-uh. and then London, like I said, I had I won the lottery. The best I got Orlando's lottery, and then you had the holographic Qui Gon. You had Thrawn, Luke, the first Thrawn, Thrawn. Pop, which actually got signed by Zahn there at Celebration. You know, nice. we had two hours Zahn to sign that. Um, and you got, you know, Lorena Speeder, and you got Luke with, you know, the hood on, and you got yep. a great solo with the blaster. I'm like, this is incredible. But honestly, Imperial I Chopper. Like, yeah. I And there's, you know, if you're a fan of Funko, there's three versions of Chopper. One of them has a misprint on the box. It oh. says Chopper. It's it's a red, uh, it's the orange yellow, but there's one that yeah. says chop and then one that says chopper. So there's mm. three versions: the imperial, and there's the two of the other ones. So I have all three of those, and they're all the same number. So just giving you guys a heads up on there. But yeah, Funko got lazy. I thought after a while uh, from yep. there, but no, I mean Chicago is a great show for exclusives. I actually got the um, the Regal Robot um, Han Solo and Carbonite plaque. Mm, um, nice. I actually sent that to get signed uh, at one of the exclusive signing for Harrison. So I had that up on my oh. wall in my office. Harrison signing uh, that plaque. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So that was part of the reason I like Chicago. The other part was it was five days. So like the more time you get to spend there, the better. And that then... five days was great. That shopping was fantastic. That Thursday. That that Thursday actually day. That oh was, yeah. That was great. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and then the McCormick place was massive. There was so much space in there. That was another huge thing I liked about it. It was a huge spot. Like London was like so narrow, so congested. It was crazy how tight it was in London, especially after the big panels got out. Right. No, especially because you had to go out of the panels, up the escalator, and then you're you're tunnel through you know the rest of the crowd. So I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Chicago for sure was my favorite. But my favorite panel was at Anaheim, the Lucasfilm Showcase panel, because seeing Hayden and Hewen come out to Duel of the Fates, which is probably one of my favorite songs, I was right. blown away. He invited us back to the red carpet premiere. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then Harrison Ford strolls out, as John Williams pops up out of nowhere and we get to hear the Kenobi theme for the first time, like seeing John Williams to me was like bucket list. And then Harrison stroll out like that panel just blew me away, man. Were you at that? Pa- was, oh no, you I weren't there. FOMO. I had such FOMO from it. I was oh. texting you know, with members cause I, was, I had not left for Italy at that time. 
Because, uh-huh. like, in 2017, we had an hour we had John Williams, you know, um, yeah. and all that. And then the fact that happened again, I'm like, and I'm not there. Like, what the hell? Like, um, it was, it was unreal. It was so great for you guys that you had that opportunity. That was awesome for you. And it was such a shock because literally, like, the stage lifted up and then yep. turned around. And all of a sudden, he's there and he's with the whole orchestra. Like, I'll never forget that moment. And then, coming back that night for the Kenobi red carpet, like we got there early. We were sitting in front row. So we were in front row the whole time when Deborah Chow and Ewan came out and then we watched the two episodes and then the entire cast came out right there. It was just such an amazing experience that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. I'm so happy that you had that. And I'm so happy that people who, you know, didn't get to experience the initial, like I said, 2017, um, had that opportunity to have that and that was just you know i i, I couldn't be happier that the fandom was able to experience that yeah no for sure so for this past one london what was your favorite thing in at london celebration <sighs> i love the lucasfilm showcase the ahsoka panel was absolutely fantastic mm, uh, yeah. those are two great things that stand out to me um, I mean, I, I, I'm a little bit biased, I would have to say, but I, I would have mm-hmm. to say that our event, Bunta Eve, was a major highlight for me, uh, for nice. selfish reasons. Um, but celebration proper, I would probably have to say, you know, um, those two panels, Lucasfilm was great, and the Ahsoka panel was absolutely fantastic. And get yeah. and get seeing Thrawn's face for the first time in the director's cut uh, trailer, like I was like, damn, like I'm like, okay, it's Lars, and I was literally three rows to the right behind a kid who bum rushed the stage and got his figure signed by Lars as Lars is leaving the stage, and I'm like, wow, well, I'm, I'm for a, for a cast piece because I have a an Ahsoka cast piece that got started with Rosario, and I'm yeah, for it, and I'm like, that kid stole my idea, and I was like. Awesome. So as soon as he posted that, I made sure you know it was you know highlighted and pinpointed and me and my crew were like, oh my god, that guy got the first thrawn. That's awesome, you know. Um, but yeah, Yeah. so those those two panels were incredible that we got the you know see uh skeleton crew panel, I mean a trailer, which was great. Yep. Um and also we had since we're boot to Eve, we had more until it's vain. As one of our guests, his first signing. Oh. So to see Bane in the trailer, I was yeah. just like, okay, we, we just had, we, okay, cool. And I was messaging Marty. I was like, this is awesome. Like, I'm glad you're back, kind of scenario. And then seeing the Acolyte trailer and seeing Ooh, basically it looks like so you know, good. Trinity, you know, basically using the yep. force. Yep. Yep. The like, oh my God, this is cool. Um, you know, Eunice coming out as the High Republic Wookiee. Um, yeah, you know, ready for that, which is pretty cool. Hearing about the other movies, obviously, you know, the Filoni movie, you know, it'd be like the Avengers of Star Wars per se, and Return the and then you know, we got eight minutes of you know, Dial of Destiny. Um, it was just really, really awesome, really, you know, to be in that room. And obviously, like I said, Ahsoka being a Rebels fan, um, you know, getting confirmation that. Mary Elizabeth Winstead was playing Hera, which I thought was the, the worst kept secret ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> we all knew that was happening. It was, it was like, well, if it's not going to be Vanessa Marshall, we know she's in the show. 
similar to Vanessa. She's probably going to be bad. But after we got Zeb, you know, in, in Mandalorian, you know, yeah. like, uh, we're getting the Ghost Crew back together, which is going to be awesome. I hope Steve Blom comes and does the mocap, you know, for Ahsoka uh, yeah. for, for that. But then obviously getting Thrawn. I mean, he's been, you know, for the longest time, as an OT fan, heir to the Empire, Thrawn was, Thrawn was the big bad. Like, we yeah. wanted him for the longest time. We got him in Rebels, which, you know, Lars did an incredible job. He wasn't my first choice to play Thrawn. Mm-hmm. I actually wanted Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I, I was like, would, yeah, it would look better as Thrawn, but I love Lars' voice. But Benedict, oh, yes, yeah, so Thrawn. Yeah, yeah I asked yeah. so I was, I was ecstatic that he came back, um, to do that because I, I love the fact that you know they were able to bring some of the actors back where yeah. it made sense to happen. You know, there's an argument for all of it, obviously, and I respect everybody's decision. Yeah, but Lars coming back with the voice and doing the acting. Chef's kiss, as if I would say, you know. Yes, no, for sure, for sure. So London was fun for sure, very unique. I think my favorite part though was honestly just meeting so many people from the Facebook group. I met at least at least a hundred people from the group, at least minimum over the four days, and it was just so cool, like them saying hi to me and, and getting to talk with people from the group. And them telling me, man, your video helped me. It made me come. It made me, um, you know, buy an extra day. It made me feel more confident. Like, to hear all those stories in person from strangers I've never met in my life was awesome. And it just felt so good um, the whole time I was there. I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. The fandom is what makes, you know, celebrations. And when you can provide something like your show or what we do on the VCN, it helps enhance people's experience. Yeah. And you, there's no bigger reward to what you do when you're helping people become better at what they're doing. And we're still learning ourselves. We're oh, yeah, for sure. But we're applying what we know with the new information and then making it so much better for somebody else to figure out and be like, okay, how do you make a stressful, stressless experience? Because celebration itself can be very stressful. But oh, oh yes. your knowledge, you can, you can be that much more prepared for it. Yeah, exactly. So on that last day at the closing ceremonies panel, what was your reaction to it being Japan? And did you kind of expect it? Because I know me, I thought it was going to be Orlando. I was like, it's going to come back to Orlando. It's time. It's the rotation period. What did you think when you heard and saw Japan logo, Tokyo? So... Smart money was Orlando, as you said. Um, yeah, you know, hearing rumblings for a long time, you know, obviously within the fandom, you know, people were involved. And it's it's going to be Orlando. It's going to be Orlando. It's going to be Orlando. Yeah. Um, and I even walked into London saying, "Okay, it's it's, it's going to be Orlando." You know, we have ideas already how we're going to plan Bunta Eve Orlando. Yeah. I walked up to the floor on Sunday and my phone started blowing up before the panel and oh. saying about the rumblings about the pivot. Cause I heard rumors of a pivot because of political ass things going on in Florida. Yeah. We might make the move based on that. If, the, mm. if there was going to be a move. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. You know, I understand that. And you know, Reach your own, you know, we're not here to talk about politics and there's, yeah. there's no politics in Star Wars. Um, 
But uh, when I heard Japan, I was kind of like, okay. Um, <laughs> and then, they, you know, Elliot was you know, cracking jokes throughout the entire celebration saying, yeah, we'll have a big party in my backyard. Now, DJ Elliot, he lives in Orlando. He, if you go to Disney Springs, he's always him and Atomic Blonde. They're always spinning at the Springs, like you know, yeah, staples in the area. Um, so him saying, yeah, yeah, we'll have part of my backyard. I'm like, all right, you know, he's throwing Easter eggs and going from there. And uh-huh. he, before Pal said, I know there's been rumors. I honestly don't know where Celebration's going to be. And then, boom, three days in Tokyo, and the whole place went nuts. And I can honestly say that I was sitting next to a couple of members of like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, okay. And then I was like, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna make this work. I'm not gonna be able to make this work. Yeah. And then three weeks later, I'm like, yeah, um, I'm going. Like, I can't say no. I've never been to Tokyo. This is you have to go to Tokyo Disney, you know, the seas and yeah. Um, yeah. You know, being a wrestling fan, do some, you know, see some new Japan pro wrestling, go to Ribera, you know, I'm like this, you know, I'll make a week out of it, you know, kind of scenario. And I'm like, okay, three days, Japan. Okay, let's yeah. go. Like, it, yeah. it, it caught me off guard. Like, I was like genuinely shocked because I didn't hear any rumors or any rumblings. I was figuring it has to be back in the States if it went international because a lot of people were upset it went to London because they couldn't go. Because it's kind of expensive for flights over there, especially if you have a family. But when I saw Japan, I was like, "What?" I was shocked, and I was like, "I guess I have to go to Japan now." Because like, yeah, I, I can't miss. Amazed. I was amazed how many Americans were in London. Like, I really I, a, a lot. It was there was yeah, a lot. I, I met a lot of people from all over, from Connecticut, from Portland, from Florida, yeah. like everywhere. Yeah, yeah, from Vegas. A lot of people went out there. A lot. So but, I um, see nothing. But here's the thing: it's something weird is that. So I started obviously doing my my research, and I'm starting to put things together for the group, you know, for, for progressive and everything in nature. Mm-hmm. And I started watching YouTube videos now, just about food and Disney, and you know, watching different podcasts yeah. and whatnot. Um, but the only footage out from Japan celebration from 2008 is grainy at best. Yeah, I and saw that footage. Yeah, it, it did. Like you, like you see Daniel Logan, and you see the eight by ten piece of paper with a sharpie written his prices. So I was like, okay, this is like, like old school convention mentality here. London from 2023 versus twenty fifteen, which is the last time they were in London. Mm-hmm. They had twenty five actors in twenty in twenty fifteen. They had you know close to forty. In in uh, this past year, you know, it was like so. I'm not looking at what they did in Tokyo in 2018 as any kind of indication because times are different and they can get oh, way, way different more now. But yeah. it's exciting. It's still very exciting. I'm excited for the you know amount of people who said that they're, they're planning to go. You know, yeah. hype for the information. Um, no rhyme or reason, but I, I do want to point this out: is if I was a betting man. I would say June 24 is when tickets are going to go on sale. Bro, I've been saying that in every Japan-ish video. And your reason for this is probably mine because Orlando was 2017. Chicago was 2019. But June 2018 is when Chicago tickets went on sale. Because I remember it was three days before my birthday. And I had to rush to like 
be able to get it. So yeah. this is falling I'm, I'm kind of on June. the same timeline. I'm calling I'm calling June next year, right yep. before our family vacation is when tickets are gonna go on sale for Japan. And that's just our prediction. It's not necessarily going there, but the best thing about what we do, being your channel, what we do as well, mm -hmm. is celebration itself is kind of cookie cutter. They just change the nuances. So you can plan for one and be okay for the next. So yeah. if you think that this could probably go this way, you're probably right. They, they, they like, if it works, they're not going to break it. And that's what I've noticed about how they do their celebrations is you'll probably see some sort of element of this. You have stage you know, interviews over at the Star Wars stage. You know, you had certain staples yep. that are going to happen that you can almost count on that that's going to happen at the next one. So, yep. like I said, if we're predicting, we're betting, Smart Money is going to be on June 24 is where the tickets are going to go on South Japan. 100%. Yep. So... What I another reason why why I was like, man, I'm I'm gonna go to Japan. Like I've always wanted to go to Japan. It's just that 18 hour flight from Florida is just ridiculous. But I'm gonna have to make it work because I am not gonna miss the Revenge of the Sith 20 year anniversary panel because that's my favorite movie. So like to 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 see that and hopefully Hewan and Hayden are there and just to see them reminisce about that would just be so meaningful to me. I can't miss that. I hope so. I mean, I don't want to yuck your yum. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for you. I don't yeah. personally have a lot of hope for that because I've seen what they did with clones and the, the fan mess panel. I know. know it wasn't like me, the me, OT. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. To, to me, I mean, I, I, I would hope to, and I would hope to want to be able to get into that panel if that panel becomes available, kind of scenario, yeah. which I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, sure that something of that nature but i am i don't want to say jaded per se uh -huh. but the fact is the matter is that i you know to me if you are going to do that panel do whatever you have to do to bring in natalie oh yes please oh my god how beautiful That's, would that be that would be oh. the way to do that because here's the thing is when we watched phantom menace we were hoping <sighs> For Liam, we were hoping yeah. that Dick Lloyd was feeling well enough that he would be able to make it to that panel. And there was not one person mm -mm. in that panel that was not a guest at Celebration. Yeah. Clones, not one person in the Clones panel was not a member of the Autograph Hall that year, except Hayden. But Hayden was already a guest in Orlando. In Chicago, yeah. I mean, yeah, Chicago. so really, other than Hayden, who was there for a couple of panels, he was seen in Anaheim. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were getting ready for our, our event at Bunta, there was pictures of him running the credit coaster. You know, yeah, people were running there. into him, man. We oh, I saw, so the, I saw that. We were in town, he was in town. So there was yeah. no major surprise for that panel. Yeah. There was no major surprise for, except for George dialing in. You know, it mm. felt like he was at a restaurant on Snapchat. That's how it felt like to me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Natalie 
coming in to do Sith. To me, that would make that panel. Because we could sit and wax poetic about Ewan and Hayden to the cows come home. That would be a fantastic panel no matter what. Yeah. It's lovely. We need Natalie to wrap things up. Bro, and if she were to do photo ops and autographs, I would have her sign. Padme Pop, I would get that photo so quick. Oh, oh easily. And, I, and we, have, we have a member, um, Dave Wheeler, in our group. We call him Swanee because he loves Natalie. Um, mm. So we always call him Swanee because of Black Swan, obviously. Um, yeah. He, he, would buy, like, like he was ready to go to London. Like He was had, had tickets for Bunta. He had a line on tickets for to go to London from Canada. And uh-huh. um, like within two weeks before celebration, like she's not going to be announced now. He canceled all his plans. Oh, so, man. Anybody that would be there, our boy Swanee would be there in a second uh, for Natalie. And I would be there too. I mean, that would be one of those actors. Now, if you look at other Comic-Cons that have happened in Tokyo, they've had like Orlando Bloom, who has not done a U.S. con at all, period. They've had mm. actors in Japan for Tokyo Comic Con who are American or British who have never done a U.S. show before. Oh. So to have that sort of availability for a celebration, particularly like a Natalie or yeah. even a Liam. Um, oh, man, that would be insane. Do very well at celebrations. But I think you really, in this day and age, as far as the fandom is concerned, I mean, you could have been on set for five seconds and on screen for less than that, and the fans are going to want to get your autograph because yeah. they are completists. It's not just like, oh, my God, you have a speaking role. You walked on screen, and you could be third stormtrooper from the right in the fifth row. People want <laughs> that autograph. They want to do a complete shot of all stormtroopers, of all the Ewoks, the Imperial officers. That's just the way the fandom is this, these days. Yeah. No, for sure. So, yeah, Japan's crazy. I know there's a bunch of people in Florida, friends of mine, that want to go because they've never been to Celebration and they've always wanted to go to Japan. So it's kind of like two for one. So right. I think I think there should be a good turnout. Do you think they'll give us any information at all by the end of this year about Japan? Or we probably won't get anything until early next year, maybe, right? I don't think we'll get anything this year at all. I mean, quite honestly, if I was, yeah. if I was honest about, about that, um, just because we had, if you remember, well, you weren't there, but you probably saw the, the footage in Orlando, closing ceremonies, mm. Warwick was on stage and he says, and we will see you in, when we see you. And we're all like, <laughs> no idea where it was going to be. And then yeah. finally, they announced Chicago. And then Chicago, they did that great Rogue One where they passed Death Star plans around the Winstead. And yeah. they announced that it was going to Anaheim. Um, and then, you know, Anaheim, they announced, you know, London, per se. So they had different yeah. ways to do it. So I really, I really don't think they're going to do anything until probably spring 24 where they're mm. going to announce when the tickets are going to go on sale. Yeah. And then from there, I would probably say that we'll probably get um, first guess after the first of the year, 25. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's just based upon you know, past experiences. 
I really, yeah, I, and I, patterns. I think it's smart money, and if you utilize that, then you'll have like a, a gauge. But we mm. always get those questions on our page when the tickets go on sale. We're getting information. You know, and it's the same answer we're going to say all the time. Honestly, if we're going to, if yep. we're going to be honest, tickets are probably not going on sale until summer next year. They might do yep. 12 to 10 months before celebration. So, but if you're planning to go, start your planning. Start start your researching now. Oh, start yeah. List. Watch YouTube videos about Disney, uh, about where, you know, Chiba is, how to get from, you know, which airport, because there's two airports in Tokyo. Yeah. Um, you know, which trains are you going to go try to, you know, do the Blossom Festival? Are you going to try to go, you know, what are you going to try to do downtown? You know, like I said, I'm a wrestling fan, so are you going to go to, you know, try to get a New Japan show? Um, there's so many different things to think about. Like, I, my plan right now is I will probably fly in, like, the Sunday before. Uh-huh. Um, where I sort of get flights, you know, and I got a, from Boston, there's a layover in Toronto you know, for like an hour or something like that, and then you uh, flight over the pole um, kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. Just start to research and start to get an idea of like your know, pricing, you know, yep. how much tickets are going to be. I put a, a tracker up on my, you know, media. Um, just mm. a, you know, try to figure out gauge where there. I mean, like from what I saw, it was roughly around twelve hundred dollars round trip uh, with the layovers, etc. Um, you know, to go. Um, just start, you know, things you might want to do, places you might want to eat. If you're a sushi fan, you know, looking out there, there's a, there's a great podcast called Strictly Dumpling uh, that's mm. available that does like a lot of you know the restaurants and places to go and like arcades to go look at. Um, and things to you know go over in Japan. Yeah, and I'm so excited. Like, I've been like I've been to the Orient before, but Tokyo has always been a a bucket list for me. Nice. Um, like, so like London for me, I grew up in London, and I had not oh, been okay. back in 40 years. So uh-huh. literally, I went early to relive my childhood and go back to nice. school and go to my you know like my apartment or flat and go see these sites as an adult. So yeah. I had a reason to go earlier. But this time That's it's like cool. I've never been. So I'm like, all right, I can go and do this. I can experience this, do celebration, and then head out you know, the day after celebration, which is what I did in London as well. Um, just make a trip out of it because if you're going over there to spend that money, oh, yeah. you, know, you know? Yep. Oh, no, for sure. I've been doing all that research, just like you said, looking at flights. I have like four or five hotels I'm planning to book, potentially when it's available to book. And like, you know, I've been looking at Disney, Universal, Disney Sea, going to like the Pokemon centers, going to the Nintendo store. There's just so much out there, man. I cannot wait. It's going to be exciting for sure. It's exciting. It's exciting no matter what. And the thing that I love most about it is that I at least know about 20 of us from the page playing to go. So we're all nice. like, when we're in London, all of us stayed. Like I would say, ninety-five percent of us stayed at the same hotel in Canary. That's awesome. So go with a group of people that I all met because of celebration. Yeah, it's nothing like it. And I get to experience these things with my Star Wars family, with my virtual Cantina family, as we call ourselves. So it, there's nothing like it. I'm, I'm I'm excited about that, and that's one of the reasons why, like we do our trips, you know, in between. Because we want to be together. It's yeah. about being that community alive 
in between celebrations, but also keeping celebration alive when there is no celebration. Yeah, exactly. Like even at ICC Con, I ran into someone from the group. I forgot her name. She was so nice. She was Catherine? with her husband. I believe so. She posted the pictures on the group when she was at yes. ICC. So yeah. she was she was great. I was talking with her for a little bit. And then I ran into another gentleman where I met him and his son at London. And he was there, but his son wasn't. And I saw him every day. So it was cool to run into these people at other conventions. Have you ever been to ICC Con? So I have not been there, but we had a good presence uh, at that con. And, and a lot of our members also went to the uh, the swag group uh, trading area that was over there with Star Wars Joshua. Yeah. Uh, we had our uh -huh. meetup over there. I had not been there, but um, I'm actually a very good friend to Kevin Lyle, who is uh, the uh, MC, if you will, for the main stage panels at ICC. Uh -huh. uh, Michael Havens is a member of our group. After this past year, my mods who were at that show, like Catherine, and I had a couple others, like uh, Dave, who was there, they all said that next year we need to have a group table there. Um, oh, yes. We're talk with that. We have some other ideas. I know Michael is still working on what the next step of the con is going to be like. But he we is, will yep. have contents. I, had pl I plan, as long as it doesn't mess up with other things that I plan next year, Yeah, uh, my plan is to be at that con, but the Virtual Canteen Network will at least have a table at that con next year, if not nice. more. We have... We've had preliminary talks about doing some other things in conjunction with that con. Yeah. Yeah. So it was my first time ever. I didn't know it exists till I seen a video on YouTube last year about it. And it looked amazing. And now this year it was in a bigger spot. But literally five. Oh. Chop wants Sorry. to say hello. My cat's almost knocked Chopper over. But um, literally five minutes getting into there. I'm like, this, this is this is home. I'm coming next year. I already knew I was coming back. It's literally reminds me of a mini celebration. Like I had celebration vibes with the people, with the, the stuff there, with the panels, with the guests. So it literally was a mini celebration and I'm a hundred percent not missing it next year. I cannot wait. I had so much fun those three days there. You got to go next year, man. You have to go I, if you can, it, of course. No, yeah, no, I, as long as it lines up with what, what I have planned for next year, especially with our group trip to California and where, you know, where time-wise is going to be, yeah, I can be there. But like I said, if I'm not there, the Virtual Cantina Network will be there. And awesome. if not a table, multiple things, because we are in talks with the, with the con itself to do stuff once they start to announce what's going on. Awesome, awesome. All right, so the last thing we're going to talk about is a little bit of – theories or what we think might happen so after tokyo 2025 when do you think the next celebration is going to be and when maybe where i'm calling 27 orlando for the 50th anniversary of a new hope same page yes yes so i think it's safe to say 2027 100 percent. they have to they're not going to miss the 50th that's such a big milestone and you would but think it would be orlando, orlando. Because of the theme uh, my, park my right not, there. But my money's in Orlando. Yeah. But it, it could be California. It's going to be United yeah. States. But you think it would go back to Cali? It was just there. 
it doesn't matter. The political climate does not change in the next oh, three years. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay, I forgot about. I'm just living in Star Wars world in my head. I forgot about the real world. So yeah, that, that's the true. Real, the real world, unfortunately, and unfortunately, you can't discount that that there is a battle between the state of Florida and Disney currently, which I yeah, think had I a lot. To, I honestly, I I believe, and this is not confirmed, but I believe that played into why they jumped to Tokyo. Mm. It, yeah, it makes sense. So I I think for sure 2027, right? But I have like an itch that they might do one stateside in 2026. And the reason I have a feeling it could pop happen is because supposedly they might drop those two movies in 2026 that are rumored to drop if they don't get delayed, you know, more because of what's going on with the strikes. But if they were to drop that Ray movie and the Filoni movie in 2026, with no celebration, isn't that kind of weird? No, because they've done that. I mean, they they dropped. They can so after Chicago, their initial mm-hmm. plan was they were going to alternate between D twenty three and celebration. Yeah, and celebration, yep. Because there's always that rumor that Repop is on the outs and that Disney was going to take over full fledge. You know, run celebration without Repop. Yeah. Um, that's a rumor. I mean, I'm not throwing that out there as fact or anything, but there's always like the buzz that's going to happen. My honest opinion is that they are going to go, try to push towards that sort of element because that's mm-hmm. where they want to go. It makes sense considering they own the properties, so they don't have to do their big showcase. I mean, initially when they said that Disney and Marvel and Star Wars were going to sit out Hall H before the strike. Yeah, that my was thought, crazy. My, my thought process was is they're saving it for D23 in September. All their mm-hmm. major Paul H announcements are going to be at D23, which makes yeah. sense. It's within it the go do that. I don't think I think that they're going to get Tiki year off because honestly, between Anaheim and London, oh, it's too there, quick. There, oh no, my there god. There was no chill at all. There's a lot of people. No. Oh, my no, God. Yeah. No one. Half the people who, who ended up going to London were half the people who said that I am not going to London because I just spent money in Anaheim. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. Like, I got the bug. I have a friend up here who went to her first celebration. I've known her for 30 plus years. Went mm-hmm. to her first celebration in London. Said that if she's going to go to a celebration, it's going to be there. And she left London saying, if I can help it, I'm not missing another one. I'm like, so, yeah. I, I, honestly, I honestly think that they, they're they not going to do uh, an every year celebration type of situation. Yeah. I, I really don't think that they're going to do that. I think that also with them scaling back, and I, you're saying that they're scaling back on some of yeah, the stuff over there. That's true. I yeah, really right. don't think that they're going to try to blow their water if you say – every single year i think they want yeah. to try to do a little build up per se and i think that you know saving your your stuff for 27 and do the 40th 50th anniversary that's where you do it do, yeah i think i my honest opinion is if they do 26 which i would be there i know we have plans for a family vacation 26 which is gonna mm. be ridiculous um <laughs> We're already, we're already planning for our, the next one, and we're we're building towards our trip next year. But we're yeah. planning for twenty six. 
save it for the 50th anniversary. Yeah. You're, I think you'll tarnish, you'll do more harm if you're 26. Honestly, that's my answer. Yeah. I think those movies will get pushed back anyway, because how cool would it be 2027 celebration to get that Filoni panel trailer for his movie and all that stuff? That would just be such an awesome thing to see. Well, I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic, and I think it's going to be great, and I'm excited about you know all the possibilities. I mean, listen, I wasn't a huge Ray fan. I know there's a lot mm. of people who are good. It's great. It's fantastic. I was excited to see Daisy. I'm intrigued yeah. to see what they do. I'm not like as hyped as I am for Filoni's movie. Oh I'm yeah, no. I'm a Filoni fan. Um, you know, because we're in the Filoni verse, whether we like it or not. You know, that's basically what it is. Um, yep. So if the next celebration is Filoni centric, I'm not going to be upset. But I also feel that celebration itself is going to move very closely towards the Disney era, and they're slowly but surely going to moving mm. through the OT, through the prequels, and just concentrate on their core IP. And it's within their prerogative yeah. to do so. You know, I understand that. So getting in what we can add the prequels and the OT now, by then, give the 50th anniversary oomph, and then yeah. you know, celebrations will be heavy Mando, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, you know, uh, Fett. You'll start yeah. to see the business properties going to take over anything having to do with celebration. No, for sure. So before we wrap up, do you have anything you want to shout out that you have coming up next, either in the group or on your uh, channel? Yeah, sure. So please take a look at uh, all of our what we do on the Virtual Cantina Network uh, on Facebook. You could check us out if you're doing a search on Virtual Cantina. You see Star Wars Celebration uh, Japan 2025. We're the world's largest celebration fan group of 60,000 members worldwide. We have a goal of 100,000, hopefully by Tokyo. So fingers crossed on there. Mm, Great nice. things happen. But you know, we, we we always try to do a lofty goal. But you could check out the Virtual Cantina Network on youtube.com slash at sign virtual cantina network. We have programming almost every day of the week, new program. You can check us out. We have over 2000 hours worth of interviews and properties, but we made an announcement. We are going back to Cali in 24. We have a family vacation to starting in LA, moving to Anaheim and ending in San Francisco. So nice. we got a full trip. Only 70 tickets are going to be out on sale on December the 1st. It's going to be the trip of a lifetime. We're going to have autograph signings at every stop. We're going to have karaoke at every stop. We're going to mm -hmm. Galaxy's Edge. We're going to get a family portrait in front of the Yoda Fountain at Lucasfilm. And oh. we already announced the first guest who is going to meet us at Lucasfilm is ILM's own Academy Award winner, Hal Hickel. So nice. if you don't know who Alan Hickel is, he won the Academy Award for Dead Man's Chest for Pirates of the Caribbean. He was nominated for Rogue One. He is the inventor of the Droidica. Mm, so nice. First Droidica in the next year. They announced San Diego. Get that sign. So, but we have so many great things, and they get to travel with all of us. And it's gonna be fantastic. Take a look better on our page. You know, 
if there's anything we can do to help you, we have meetups at many cons around the country. We just had one in Boston. We're having one in Chicago this coming weekend. We have our big one that we planned for Rhode Island Comic Con in November. We're always around there. But, you know, support your Star Wars family, whether it be the Virtual Canteen Network or, you know, you know, Sith group with Tony over here. We are here to help you become a better celebration member and family yes. member and go in with a knowledge of we're going to help you have the best experience you can so you're not second guessing yourself and you're thinking about what you can do to make the best experience and i'll tell you this if you've never been to a comic-con before and celebration is your first mm. put all your money into celebration and then by the time you go to another con the other con is easy compared to planning for celebration Yep. So you have that much of a better time at another con because you prep for celebration. And I can tell you that in all honesty. Yes. Yes. So again, guys, I'm going to put the link to the channel and the Facebook group down in the description. Be sure to check them out. But uh, Spencer, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. This was a blast. Tony, thank you so much for asking me to be part of this. Uh, I love, you know, talking with members of our group and being on our shows to promote what, not only what we do, but what we all do is just promote positivity and our yes. love of Star Wars. It's not about one group versus another. We're all in it together because we're all about the community, which is huge. And it's bigger than all of us. And all we can do is just bring the positivity. And the one thing I have to say to any viewer on any show is it's okay to not like something. It's okay yep. to love something. But we all have a common goal and a common love, and that's Star Wars. And in all its nuances and changes, just love it. You know, disagree. It's fine. But remember, at the end of the day, we're adults. You know, yep. be an adult and enjoy. And don't yuck someone else's yum for liking something that hmm. you don't like because there's something that they don't like that you might love yourselves. And that's okay. Yeah. But also remember that, you know, you know, be kinder to each other and know that people are allowed to like something else. And they could, they, you might not agree with them, but it's okay. It's okay, but it's okay to love yep. Star Wars. Because we have a love. Star Wars is generational. It, wherever you came in, that's what you're going to love. And that's great. No one yes. sensation is better than the other. We all have our ends and we all have our loves. So let's celebrate that. That's what celebration is all about. Exactly. Yes, yes. All right, guys. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys.